0: Recorded live. Recorded
2: live. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. And wherever you are, I pray it's not as warm as it is here. (laughs) Because I tell you, I'm hot. But I thank and praise God for the heat. Amen. And I don't even think it's has as hot as it's going to get around this place. But we bless God anyhow. Because God knows what he's doing. And he knows exactly how much heat we can take. And I thank him for the blessing that he gave to all women when they reach a certain age. So I'm hoping that he's mindful in that area. And don't forget us. So praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. We hope and pray that your day has been a wonderful day in the Lord Jesus. Amen. We hope that whatever you had to struggle with today, you can shake it all off and count it as joy even as we talk tonight, even as you begin to think and breathe right now. We pray that whatever went good, amen, that whatever you consider as being good, that you can count it all as joy And be thankful in the Lord for the good, amen, that you perceive throughout this day, amen. And if you were in a neutral position and don't know whether you had good, bad, positive or negative, we pray, amen, that you're in a position right now that you'll be able to say, Lord, I thank you, amen, that you allowed me to make it through this day. Even though I'm numb as I can be, I'm just thankful that you let me make it through this day. Amen. So we just say praise the Lord to everybody. Thank you for tuning in. This is Personal Touch International Ministry. Amen. I am Apostle Tracy Robinson, and we are here tonight, amen, to do another study. Amen. In the Word of God. And one thing about these studies, these are deliverance, amen, studies, amen. And it depends upon, it's just what you make it. But the Word of God is the deliverer, not personal touch. The Word of God is. Amen. And it's the Word in you as you hear the Word and the choice that you make that's going to deliver you. Amen. Amen. So we're going to talk about tonight seeing your end as Jesus saw your end. Amen. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you want to know, well, what do you mean by my end? Amen. Your end result. Your end. Amen. And it doesn't necessarily mean that your end of life, but I'm talking about your end. Amen. We can say at the end of the day. Can you be able to say at the end of every day, Lord, I thank you for all that took place. I thank you that I'm still saved. I thank you that I'm still sanctified. I thank you that I'm still in your presence, and I thank you for all that you've done. Can you, are you able to say that? That's just on a daily end. But when we begin to talk about seeing your end, amen, that means enduring the crosses that you bear because you have to bear the cross. Amen. The crosses that you bear, amen, because, see, the crosses that we bear are the crosses that are going to perfect us as we go along on this journey. Amen. As we travel on this journey called salvation, every day, every day, we're going to have to give up something. Every day, we're going to have to turn loose Every day we're going to have to give up our will for the will of Christ Jesus to be able to operate on this earth. That's what I mean by seeing your end. What is your end? If you can't see it to the end, amen, of hearing the Lord say, well done, look at it on a daily basis. As to what you're in, at the end of the day, I see hear Pastor Brooks used to always say, at the end of the day, I'm still saved. I can still say thank you, Jesus. Can you say that today? Regardless of and in spite of everything that went on in your life, can you say that today? Father God, we thank and praise you tonight for this word, amen. And we thank you, oh God, for sharpening the ears of the hearer and the doers of your word. We just thank you, Lord God, for giving us another opportunity to be able to share your heart in spirit and in truth, to share your word, O God, in spirit and in truth, that we know that has all power, that we know that has the delivering power, O God, for our souls, our minds, and our spirits, and that will cause our flesh, O God, to be put under subjection to the will and the word of God that we will be able to manifest the fruit on this earth, O God, that you put inside of us, that we will be able to walk, O God, in the righteousness of God on this earth as we display the witness on the inside of us. O God, we just thank and praise you, and we just say, Now, Lord God, have your way in this study tonight. Oh God, feed your people. O oh God, feed us in our souls. Feed us in our spirits, O oh God. And let us hear. And as we begin to hear, let the Word transform. Let the Word begin to change. Let us begin to see and hear change in the name of Jesus. Allow your delivering power, O oh God, in your Word to take place. Oh God, give us the opportunity to shed off some more of self this day. In the name of Jesus, let your will be done, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 As I said earlier, we're talking about seeing your end as Jesus saw your end. Amen?
3: Amen.
2: Amen. And if you, again, if you're just not coming in and you didn't hear me say, if you can't see your end, and I'm not talking about death, But I am talking about your end when the Lord calls you home. But if you can't see your end no further, and this is faith, okay? Faith has a lot to do with being able to see your end. Thank you, Jesus. So if you can only see your end on a daily basis, are you able to see what Jesus Christ has done on the inside of you at the end of the day? Are you able to be able to give God the glory and the honor at the end of the day? Is he glorified through you and in you at the end of the day? Can people say that I saw Jesus today when they look on you and think on you at the end of the day? Amen. Seeing your end as Jesus saw your end. Because, see, when Jesus hung on the cross, he saw our end. He saw all of our end. He saw us as being the fruit that God had given him and the fruit that will remain and we will move forward and go forward and make more fruit produce more fruit amen but be able to do all of that we got to give up self amen so we say tonight we said that when you when salvation called you when you when the call to salvation came to you how did you answer Amen. Think about that. How did you really answer in your heart to the Lord God? And however you answer would determine and help you to see what your end is, what your end will be. It's just like starting a race. How you start a race determines what your end is going to be. Did you answer with maybe? Maybe means perhaps, possibly. Or did you answer with perhaps, which means it may be, or possibly? Or did you just say amen to the call, which means so it is, so be it? What was your mindset when you accepted the call of God to enter into his plan of righteousness for your soul? So Those are questions just to think on, amen, as we continue to move forward. The daily maintenance you have to apply to this journey called salvation will also determine how you see your end. Well, what do you mean, Apostle, by daily maintenance? How much you study, how much you meditate in the Word, how much the Word of God is guiding and leading you, how much obedience you are portraying and exemplifying and leaning to in the Word of God. That's maintenance. That's, that's daily maintenance. How much you acknowledge in the Father in all your ways. That's daily maintenance. Amen. Daily maintenance to your soul and your spirit in the Word of God. While you on this journey, it's going to determine what your end is. Can you begin to see what your end is just based upon today? Daily maintenance also includes prayer, prayer and supplication, suffering, sacrifices, fasting, praying, being a witness, not holding back when the Lord tells you to speak a word, and not Speaking a word presumptuously. In other words, in your will and according to your will. And how you think it ought to be spoken when it should or should not be spoken. Daily maintenance. How would you see your end? Amen? How would you...
1: Hello? Hello? Did you have a question or a comment? How you see your
2: end will require sacrificing of yourself. Not sacrificing of somebody else, because, see, I think that's one thing that we have truly misunderstood about this gospel. We're so busy trying to, to, to get the speck out of other people's eyes that that big old beam is sitting in our eyes. We can't even see nothing. We can't even see our way because we're so busy trying to get that speck out of somebody else's eye, but yet we can't even see. We can't see that boulder, that beam that's blinding us. Sacrifice, sacrificing ourselves in order to see what Jesus saw in our end. You know it'll take a lifetime. It's gonna take a lifetime for you to be able to see and become the example that Jesus saw in you when he was hanging on that cross. Isn't that something? Are you willing to take this journey? Will you follow will you follow the prescribed Procedures of God, meaning the word of God, to endure the call and meet its demands that God has placed inside of you for his glory. Can you really run this race with patience? Can you really lay aside every weight, everything that so easily besets you, influences you, distracts you? Can you really lay that thing down to see your end? That's a question. The reason that Jesus endured the cross and its penalties was because he saw you, he saw me, and he saw our end in him. We didn't choose Jesus Christ, he chose us. But he chose us as chosen instruments, called us, ordained us to go out and bring more fruit. Bring forth much more fruit. And that our fruit also should remain. When was the last time you won a soul and that soul is still standing today? I'm going to give you a second on that one.
1: That's like a Jeopardy type question there. When was the last time? You witness to somebody, and that word,
2: that word that that you say God put in your spirit to give to somebody caused that soul to turn around as as well as it caused you to turn around. Because, see, the word of God is like a two-edged sword. It cuts going out and in. Ain't no way in the world it'll miss you because you ain't going to have a word for somebody, and that word don't penetrate you at the same time. Amen. Amen. So when we go out, we've been called chosen instruments. St. John 15 and 16 will tell you, study it. This is your end. This is part of your end. And it says also in that scripture, it says, And whatsoever we ask of the Father in the name of Jesus, he may give it to us. That's the key to asking anything in his name. Fruit means souls. When he's talking about fruit, he's talking about souls. Winning souls. As a chosen vessel, Paul's suffering and sacrifices were foretold to him. But the Lord said to him, go your way, you go thy way, for you are a chosen vessel unto me. Listen to this. This is his end right here. To bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. That was his end. His end. God spoke to his end in the beginning. (laughs) God speaks to our end in our beginning. What did he really say to you? What did he speak to you when he called you as a chosen vessel into his righteousness? Think about it. As a chosen instrument, a chosen vessel has to suffer and sacrifice in order for it to be made known what your end is going to be. Jesus said, if you suffer with me, you reign with me. That is the very end right there. If we ain't doing no suffering in this gospel for the name and the sake of the gospel, something is wrong. If there's nothing going on in your life that's trying to reap havoc and cause all hell to to, to just burst loose in your life, trying to cause you to lose your mind, lose your hope, trying to cause you to not trust and believe in the word of God, then something is wrong. If you don't have something going on that's coming against you and the righteousness that's been set in you, you might need to ask God what's going on. You might need to check yourself and see if you're really in the faith.
1: We're
2: talking about seeing your end as Jesus saw your end.
1: Are there any questions or any comments at this point? Amen. Hebrews 12 and 1 through 3 says,
2: Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. There's a lot of people that have already gone home before us. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which do so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. What race? The race to your end. Yes, a race has been set before you. It has been set before me. One to choose, life or death. Choose who you're going to serve,
1: God or the devil. How you run your race will be
2: determined by your choices. So you know if your choices are not righteous or of righteousness, you already know what your end could possibly be. Verse 2 of Hebrews 12 says, Looking unto Jesus, the Author and finisher of our faith, the starter and the finisher of this race within us, within you, within me, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of Bible faith. In other words, I'm going to ignore the sideline. I'm going to ignore those that are on the sideline that's sneering at me, that's rolling their eyes. They're saying, but oh, I know where you come from. They're saying that I remember when you did this and you did that. Those that are, that are taking their hands and just throwing their hands, mocking at you and jeering at you. Got all kind of remarks against you. Making all kind of faces towards you. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. When we come into this salvation, our race has begun. And we don't need to be looking at the sidelines. Because see, when a runner begins to race, he don't really have time to be focusing on the people that are supposed to be cheering him on. <laughs> and you notice I use the word supposed to be. Because a lot of them are standing off over there saying he got to be the biggest nut I ever seen to be out there running. What is he running for? That's what a lot of our people say about us when we say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. The Lord has lifted me, lifted Amen. me out of my unrighteousness and brought me into his marvelous light. They're Amen. cheering for him. They're saying, oh, that's a marvelous thing. Oh, thank the Lord. That's wonderful. But yet in their hearts they're saying, it really don't take all that. Amen, sister. Amen. They say it. Amen. Seeing your end as Jesus saw it. Verse 2 again says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Jesus found joy in seeing us in our end in him. Isn't that something? See, that's something that we learn as we go along on this journey. That's something that has to get in our heart in understanding all of what Jesus did. But see, I don't think people really do understand. I don't think they're really mindful. First of all, they don't believe the word of God like they say they do. And then they're not really mindful and don't understand why Jesus came on the scene. But when we begin to get that thing in our heart, in understanding, in knowledge, and the wisdom of what God did, then you'll know that your race has begun. And you'll begin to see the joy that was set before you. Because, see, you're going to have a cross also to endure. And the scripture says, despising the shame, and it's set down at the right hand of the throne of God. We're going to have to despise the shame just as Jesus Christ did. And I know somebody's saying, Yeah, well yeah, well, but we're not Jesus. No, but as we run this race, we begin to get the character, we begin to get the mind. Thank we begin you. to get the joy. We begin mm-hmm. to get the understanding through the wisdom, knowledge and understanding, revelation knowledge that Jesus had. Yeah. Because of our obedience in the word of God, our fulfilling of what God saw on the inside of us. This is what we begin to experience when we begin to allow God to perfect us and mature us in his words. Mm, God, I love you, Jesus. Thank you. Jesus. Thank you. Than to be able to endure our cross. Well, you might say, well, well apostle, pastor, pastor, I don't have a cross. The devil is a lie. If you don't have a cross, then are you really saved? mm Say it, say it, says the Lord. Yeah, if hey, you hey, hey, have a cross, then are you really saved?
3: Yes, God.
2: now so see, the world, the world don't have a cross. Say it, says the Lord thy God. The world yes, God. don't have a cross. But see, Jesus came to show the world. The scripture says in St. John 3 and 16, For God so loved the world. See, God loved the world. Jesus loved God, but he was so willing to do whatever it was God wanted him to do. So he had to allow the world to see the suffering and the shame. He had to allow the world to inflict these things upon him. And it was put in the form of a cross, the sin with its penalties of all mankind. That's why I said when you get this thing in your heart, you begin to know and understand this great salvation. You begin to know and understand the greatness of this gospel. You begin to know and understand the ways of our God and what he requires. Come on, somebody, because I tell you, you've got to get this thing in your heart. And when you get it in your heart, can't nobody take it out. You can't even take it out Holy because God. it begins to please God. Verse 3 says of Hebrews 12, For consider him that endured such contradictions, sinners against himself. Just what I just said, the whole world and its unrighteousness was against Christ Jesus. Do you expect it to be any different with you? That is, if you're running the race according to the word of God. See, we got to run it according to the word of God, not tradition, not religion, not self-righteousness, not rituals and ceremonies. Not human reasoning and not this group over here saying, well, we got it going on and, and we know the Lord is with us. And not this group that's saying over here, come on over here, and bring your time, and, your time and your talents and your gifts and, and especially your tithes and offerings and, and we're going to show you how God moves over here. Not that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about getting him in your heart, in your heart to know him. Know him in the power of his suffering, in the power of his resurrection. Know who God is in you. You'll be able to see your end then. You'll see your end as Jesus saw your end. Are there any questions, any comments?
1: Thank you, Jesus. Amen. What is your end?
2: What is your end? Is Jesus your end? What has God promised you? Do you have a promise? Do you know what your promise is? Now, I ain't talking about blessing me with no houses and lands and no cars. That's not what I'm talking about. Because St. Matthew 6 and 33 sums that up for us. By telling us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. See, because god got a claim in this thing. He's got a stake in this thing. He wants his people to know and to understand that he, he is God. Of cal- the cattle on a thousand hills belongs to him. He wants you to know and understand that there's nothing too hard for him. All that no. belongs to him. He wants you to understand that whatever you have need of, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus, he can supply it. But we got to know our end. We got to be able to see our end. We got to be able to know Christ Jesus in us. We're running a race, amen, to inherit the promise of God. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know what your end is? Well, let me tell you. Let me let me give you this story about the the the, the rich young ruler in St. Matthew chapter nineteen. verses 16 through 26. Maybe this will help you out in understanding what your end is, or maybe you'll be able to see yourself somewhere in this story. Based upon where you are in your life, in your walk with Christ, or if you haven't even accepted Christ, but you're on the verge of, you're at the crossroads, you're over the threshold, you're straddling the fence. Whatever your status is, evaluate yourself according to the word of God to see where your end is in the Lord. If the Lord called you home right now, what would your end be? If If the breath of life escapes you right now because God called it home, what would your end be? Think
1: about it. Let's look at the rich young ruler. He
2: approached Jesus in St. Matthew 19, chapter 19, and verses 16 through 26. He approached Jesus. But now our approach is going to be through the heart. This is how we're going to approach God is through the heart. He approached Jesus saying to him, good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? See, our end is eternal life. That is, if you run the race the way you're supposed to run it, according to the will of God. He said, what must I do to have eternal life? Jesus said to him, why are you calling me good? Because there's none good but the Father. There's none good but God. He's the only one. But Jesus went on to say to him that if you will enter into life, This is what you got to do. You got to keep my commandment. Keep the commandments, he said. So the young ruler asked Jesus, which ones? It was obvious there that he knew what the commandments were. A lot of us know what the Ten Commandments are. Mm. Mm. Amen. Jesus said, thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor. Honor your father and your mother. He didn't say what the status of based upon the status of them. He said, Honor them. And he says, And thou shalt love thy neighbor as self. Love your brother as yourselves. You love yourself. Ain't no such thing as I don't like so-and-so because I don't like their spirit. Because, see, you just broke that commandment right there. Love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man said, well, I've done all these things ever since I was young. I did all of this. What am I still lacking? I'm a young man now. What do I need to do? I'm a grown man. I'm an adult. You know how y'all like to say, well, I'm grown. I'm 50-something years old. I'm grown. Well, guess what? That don't mean nothing to the Lord. Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfected, if you want to be perfect, perfection is matured in what you know and in what you practice and believe. He told him to go and sell all that he had and give it to the poor. And then he will have treasure in heaven and come and follow him. Isn't that something? Keep the commandments. Go and sell everything that you have and give it to the poor. And then you will have riches and treasure in heaven. And then come follow me. Isn't that something? So Mm -hmm. in our call, in our call, at some point in our call to salvation, before the Lord said, and follow me, he told us to give up ourselves. Well, see, that's our riches, because every one of us, a lot of us, were not born with with long handled spoons in our mouths with a gold tip,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and a lot mm-hmm. of us were not born into riches per se as man perceive riches. But a lot of us were born high minded. A lot of us were still born with pride. A lot of us were still born and raised in all kinds of stuff that whether we are rich. In substances such as money and materialistic things or not, we still have the same mannerism, the same character. We have the same views, outlook as the rich man. The poor man does too. So Jesus told him, keep the commandments, keep my commandments. And he said to give... Everything that you have, give it and sell he said, go and sell it. That you and give get what you got and give it to the poor. And then you will have treasures in heaven. Then you will have treasures. And come follow me. When salvation called us, we had to give up self and follow him. We had to give up the things of this world, the cares of this world the things that were so easily besetting us, the things that we thought was was what made us, gave us the reputation that we had, that made a name for us. Oh, let me put it like this, that made us somebody in our sight. And then here comes the call of salvation now, saying, come follow me. But the, the rich young ruler... He heard the conditions of this gospel's perfection, and he went away feeling sorry. He was sorrowful, for he had great possessions, the scripture says. In other words, he had plenty. And as I just said, a lot of us have plenty. We may not have the long hand the spoon, but we have the ideas of that plenty. We have the determination of that plenty. We have the mindset of getting that plenty. So the young man could not see a gain through his losses. Can you see a gain through your losses of self? He couldn't see how giving all he had to the poor, those that had not contributed nothing to his possession. And those that, that, that could, you know, his possessions, and couldn't, he couldn't see how giving up his possessions could give him eternal life. Well, one thing about it, he ain't going to take it with him. And this is where many of us are in our hearts toward the word of God. Like I say, you may not have the display of the riches, but in your heart, this is what you're putting out there to the Lord when the call comes. When the Lord says, I want you to, to to sacrifice yourself, give up yourself. you got people in the ministry talking about giving up this for you, tithing in your offering so the Lord can bless you. All the Lord wants is you to give up you. If you give up you, as he said, the cattle on a thousand hills belongs to him. There's nothing he can't give back to you. So we would rather live for the moment by choice than to take the gain through losses to possess eternal life. That's our end right there. That's every one of our ends. Jesus then said to his disciples that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. He said it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Well, that same standard goes for a lying man. That same standard goes for a man that think he's rich but poor in heart. That same standard goes for a person that don't want to do What God says is right. Don't want to do the Word of God. I only want to do this part and that part. I don't want to do what you're telling me to do. It's hard for you to get through the needle, the eye of a needle, because of your selfishness, your high mindedness, your pride, your ego. So when the disciples heard this in amazement, they wanted to know, then, who can be saved, they said. Then Jesus said, get this. Then Jesus said, with men, this is impossible. I love that. I thought that was so beautiful. You know, we use that little portion of scripture, with man it's impossible, but with God all things are possible. But he was talking about salvation. It's impossible for us to save ourselves. I don't care how much you're trying to back and get your, your relatives, your husbands, your wives, your children. The scripture says with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. It's going to take the Lord to bring these folks in. And if we're in, we're gonna have to run the race, set an example for those that are set an example for those that we want to come in, or we desire to come in, because we don't have no say as to whether they come in or not. But while we're running this race to see our end, others will see the race that we're running in Christ Jesus.
1: Are there any questions or any comments? I know somebody got something to
0: say. Yes, I want to say that um, I thought about when you was talking about the end, what uh, the Lord said over in Jeremiah. He know the thoughts he have against uh, towards us, and uh-huh. we have an expected end. That's and right. it made me think about how um, in a natural race. You know, everybody running in the race, they're only looking at that first, second, or third prize. But in the end of this spiritual race, God have a prize for everyone that hold on and believe and trust in him until the end. So we have an expected end that the sinner don't have because they're true. just looking at what they could see. But we're believing and trusting God for what he said in his mm. word. He have an expected end for us. And he said at the end we're going to receive a crown. And I just believe God, and I believe what the word says. So if we are running in this Christian race, we have that hope. You know, we, we have that hope that we're going to receive a crown of righteousness from our Lord and Savior.
2: Amen. So true, sis. So true. And one thing about it, that end that the Lord has for us, he has set it inside of us. So when we begin to run this race from the call, and we accept the Lord, and we accept what the Lord is saying, the Word of God, and we accept it wholeheartedly as the Lord gives it to us, this is what makes our race easier. This is what causes us in this race to be able to Set an example for the world. Because, see, Jesus did the same thing. We're just a continuation of what Christ Jesus has already done. And that's what bothers me so much because I'm afraid that the people, that, that, that saying that they're lo- they love God and they trust in God and they believe the word of God, but yet it bothers me because the way people live, the way people are carrying themselves, the way people are operating in the word of God, it causes me to say to the Lord, Lord, are they really understanding what your word is saying? Are they really? Do they really know that you are going to stand on your word in the beginning and in the end of this race for us? And I tell you, I'd much rather believe that I'm running this race to the end to see what Jesus Christ has already saw inside of me Then they get to my end, and I don't see anything. Get to my end, and all I see is torment. Get to my end because of my choices that I've made. See, because one thing about it, people play Russian roulette with salvation. They think that they got time. Everybody thinks that they got time. Well, when death comes, death comes now at any age. It doesn't have no respect of a person. So, therefore, every day, each day, we, we are allowed to wake up and breath is still there. We need to thank the Lord and we need to do mm-hmm. what God has called us to do. We need to ask God, what is my end for today? Because, see, tomorrow is not promised to us and yesterday is already gone. So, we need to, we need to be able to see what our end is. We need to be able to see what Christ Jesus saw in us. For us when he hung on that cross. Amen. Mm-hmm.
1: Are there any more comments, any more questions? Amen. Jesus sees your end with unwavering faith.
2: Do you see your end with unwavering faith? Jesus endured the cross, despising the shame that mankind and the world tried to inflict upon him. Are you enduring your cross? Are you ashamed of your cross and its display to the public? Not the world, but just to the public around you. Jesus saw our end through the love of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, the son that he procreated, God did in the word of God, and he used the same degree, same quality, same proportion of love. He used that same love for all mankind through his son Jesus. Jesus saw our end beforehand when he prayed for us To make it through every test, every trial, every tribulation in St. John 17 and 6 through 26. That's right. He prayed for us ahead of time. He prayed for us before he went to the cross. And by faith, we have to grab hold of those prayers. By faith, we have to be able to remember. By faith, we have to remember to say what God says when we're going through our tests and trials. By faith, we have to be able to endure. Every day, we need to be able to ask the Lord, Lord, help me to make it through this day. In other words, help me to stay in the race. Help me to sustain. Help me to be able to, if I have to stop running, but don't let me stop. Maybe I just have to walk. If I can just fast walk this thing, let me do it in a fast pace but don't let me get out of the race. Because, see, so many people leave their end because of what they see. They see a hardness up above, up ahead of them, because they don't want to get rid of themselves. When people begin to see what the cost is for this great salvation in them, a lot of people have left this journey. They've gotten off the path. They've stopped the race. They've gotten out of the race. Are you an endurer today? Are you one that can endure the race? Are you one that can endure to be able to receive the promises of God? Again, this race is not about nobody else and what nobody else is doing to you because like I always said, we are our worst enemy. Amen. Amen. Jesus saw us beforehand when he prayed. And like I said... Every test, every trial, every tribulation, we're able to endure it because of what he's already done by faith. That's what set the course. That's what set the race. Jesus prayed a special prayer for the church. The church is you, not the building that you go to, not the name of this denomination that you attend, but the church is you. And when we get that concept, then we're beginning to go somewhere because we're beginning to understand the Word of God. (laughs) But see, tradition got so many thinking, oh, I'm going to church today. No, the church is in you. I messed around and said one day over where I work at I said, "Well, the person said, "Did you go to church?" I said, "Yeah, I went to the house of prayer on Sunday." And he talking about, and then I said, "I go to the sanctuary at such and such a time, the sanctuary." I said, "Yes, the sanctuary." But again, when I begin to perceive what the then I refused to even go any further with that conversation because I could see that he, if he didn't know what the sanctuary was, and he thought it was the church, wasn't well, no need me. I didn't have time to go into into it about to, with him about what the church was and who the church was. Because, see, we need to study. We need to understand. We need to ask God to give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and even revelation knowledge to understand his word. Jesus prayed a special prayer for the church, which is you. Jesus prayed for the church that he be glorified in the church, in us, and we have oneness one to another, as he and the Father has oneness. Isn't that something? The church. (laughs) He prayed that we be one. Jesus prayed for the keeping of the saints. All of this is still the end, because, see, this is being able to see your end, because, see, this is a part of your end. You got to pass through this part to get to your end. Jesus prayed for the keeping of, Of the saints in the world. By keeping them in the Father's name. We have to stay in the word of God. To stay in this world. Because he he didn't pray that the Lord. Would take us out of this world. So everybody just waiting on the rapture. You need to let that go. Because you ain't going nowhere. till you do the will of God. So we have to keep. We have to stay in the Father's name that we may be one with him, Christ Jesus and the Father, and that we may be one as the church as they are one. Everyone that Jesus saw therein has been kept. This is what Jesus said when he prayed. Everyone that you gave me, I kept them, and they will be kept. And can you imagine how many generations he saw on that cross to be able to make a profound statement Is that? Everyone that Jesus saw therein has been kept, and none of them will be lost. Isn't that a blessing to know that you won't be lost? Because God mm-hmm. called you. When God called you, and you begin to put your hands to the plow and not look back. And you begin to move forward, don't it make you feel good to know that you will not be lost? That no matter mm-hmm. what comes, hell can try and open its mouth as wide as it wants to, but it can't swallow you up because mm-hmm. you're one of the ones that will not be lost. Mm-hmm. So don't Amen. let people tell you that you're on the wrong road. Don't let people tell you that you ain't going to make it in. Don't let people tell you it don't take all of that. Don't let people tell you all that stuff. Amen. Don't let people tell you, oh, them folks over there, them holy rollers, they don't know what they're talking about. They make all that noise over there. Don't let people denominationalize you. your mm-hmm. God. Know your God. Mm-hmm. Know your God. Know Him in you. Know Him in your brethren. Know Him when you sin in a stranger. Know Him in your neighbor. Mm -hmm. Jesus, hello? Amen. Amen. Jesus prayed that the church be kept pure.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: He prayed for the purity of the church. That's you. That's me. That's us incorporated. He prayed not for us to be taken out of the world, but that the Lord would keep us in the world, but keep us from the evil in this world. Because we are not of the world, even if Jesus was not of the world. So why are we trying to entangle ourselves with the world? Why are we trying to do everything like the world? Why are we trying to bring the world into the house of prayer? Why are we trying to change the world when we're supposed to be changing ourselves to display, demonstrate to the world what Christ Jesus portrayed? Jesus prayed that the church be, listen at this, sanctified through the truth. And the word is truth. A lot of people talk against sanctification, but that's what Jesus mm-hmm. prayed. In Saint John seventeen, six through twenty six, that's what he prayed. He prayed that the church, you, I, me, be sanctified through the truth. And the truth is the word of God. Mm-hmm. Amen. So what are we being sanctified by? What are we governing as being truth? What are we holding as, as, as being sanctioned as being the truth in our hearts, in our lives? What's governing our
1: truth that we're walking in? Can you see your end yet? Even as Jesus was sent in the world, so are we. We also are
2: sent into the world to preach the gospel, teach the gospel, to witness, to be messengers of God. Jesus also prayed for them that shall believe on him through the words that we speak. Catch that now. He even prayed for those that we're going to witness to, those that we're going to minister to, that shall believe on the word of God that's spoken through us, that they may believe that God and the Father, that God the Father sent his son Jesus. And that's how they're going to believe. That's how the world is going to know it. They're going to know it through us. Jesus prayed that we be made perfect in oneness and in love just as he and the Father was. They were one. Jesus prayed that we will be with him where he is. Those that the Father had given to him. And that we may behold his glory which the Father had given unto him. All of this is your end. All of this is our end. Can you see your end as Jesus saw your end? Can you see yourself being the church? and not the building now? Can you see yourself being the, the foundation that's being built, the church is being built in you? Can you see yourself as being founded and built to become the bride of Christ Jesus? Can you see yourself in the body of Christ with Christ being the head? Can you see yourself as one of the members in the body of Christ?
1: This is your end.
2: Isaiah 52 and 10 says, The Lord had made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. We ain't got to wait on the rapture. Mm-hmm. All we got to do is do our part, do what we're supposed to do. So the scripture clearly states that when every ear has heard the word of God, Then, 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 and only then will time be declared no more.
1: Mm. We're going to have
2: rumors of wars, which we have. We're going to have famines. We're going to have all kinds of things going on, earthquakes, all that kind of stuff coming. But until every ear has heard, just because we got two ears sitting on our heads don't mean that we're hearing the word of God. Because, see, the Word of God has a transforming power to it that will cause you in your heart to say to God, yes, Lord, or get out my face, I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. See, that's the power of the Word of God, and that's a power Mm -hmm. that only you can deal with and you can see individually. That's another one of those secret things of the Lord because he knows that his Word has that ability.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Are there any questions,
3: any comments? <clears throat> Amen, Pastor. Amen. I just thank and praise God for this word. Amen. Amen. And I enjoy mm-hmm. it. Amen. That you say Jesus made that profound statement that he lost none, that he kept them all in his name. Amen. And it just remind me of the verse that's in um, Jude. Amen. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Amen. Mm -hmm. None of us. Amen. He knew the beginning from the end. Amen. And he saw all of us. Amen. And kept us. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I just thank and praise God for that. Amen. Knowing. Amen. That that. Christ is my beginning, and he's also going to be my end, amen, because, amen, as I stay in this race and run it with patience, amen. I thank and praise God for what Jesus has already done, amen, in the name of Jesus, amen, Pastor.
2: Amen, Elder. I just thank
3: and praise God for that.
2: Amen. So, Elder, you you can say then that that, that there may be times that you may get tired in the race, but he is the author and the finisher. He is the one that's going to sustain you, even even in your tiredness, even when you may begin to walk in this race and not run it.
3: Amen. He's still the author and finisher. Amen. Because my hope is still in God. Amen. Not my Mm -hmm. ability. Amen. Like you say, it's a race. Amen. not paying attention to that sideline, not looking over my shoulder to see what's coming up behind me, but looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith.
2: Amen. So even mm-hmm. in a race, we're not even concerned about the people up ahead of us. Amen. No.
3: Amen. 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 My concern is keeping my eyes on the Father.
2: That's it. Mm-hmm.
3: Even focus, Keeping focus.
2: Even though they may look like they're going faster than us in this race, but we're in mm-hmm. a called race. We're not in a race, you know, for the cure. We are in a called race, a Glory. race that's called by God. Amen. That's gonna set Amen. us free.
3: Amen. We're mm-hmm.
2: not, not running for a cure or running for to raise money or to, to help mm-hmm. heal somebody. Mm-hmm. We're not we're running because we are called.
3: Amen. Amen, Pastor, and the end shall be the same eternal life.
2: Amen.
4: Mm-hmm. Amen.
3: An apostle? Yes. Yeah, for well,
4: the man. first one,
3: the last one and the last one. For the first and the one word. and the last, you ain't got to win the race; you just got to finish it.
2: That's true. That's true.
3: And the word also says, "The race <laughs> is not given to the swift, nor to the strong, but to the one that endures to the end." That's right. So if That's you why. Made it it. does not matter where you at, as long as you're in it.
2: That's and why. It, I say You may have to walk it sometime. You may have to man. fast pace. You may uh-huh. even have to just, just strut through this thing. But but the but the Lord Jesus will sustain us no matter yes. what. Because he is our offense and finisher. He is our end. Mm-hmm. So with him being our front and our rear, our beginning and our end, our focus is on him, not the race itself.
3: Not the race. Not the race. Holy, holy.
2: Not Amen. the race itself. So, therefore, when I even when I get tired or think I'm tired, mm-hmm. my focus is on Keep Christ going. Jesus Keep going. he is my end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amen.
4: Amen.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen.
2: Seeing your end as Jesus saw your end. Mm-hmm. Amen. Can you begin to see what I'm talking about? Amen. Oh, so yes. Like I said, we've got to be able to understand why we're in this race, why mm-hmm. we've been called into this race.
4: Yes. For us and nobody else, we got to do it. So. And
2: can't nobody else do it, but... Can't but, uh,
4: nobody else do it for you. That's it. They That's can pray it. for you and all that, but you got to do it. They can pray all they want,
1: but you got to do it. That's
2: it. That's it. They can prophesy to you. They can give you words of encouragement from the Lord. Amen. But the thing is, you still got to do what you've heard. You still got to... Mm-hmm. Ex- you got to accept the word of God. Whether mm-hmm. it comes from prophecy, encouragement, prayer or if the Lord is speaking himself to you, or if mm-hmm.
1: he's
2: you to, to study his word, you still got to do it according to his word.
1: Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. St. Luke 3 and 6 says, And all flesh shall see the salvation of God.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Salvation is the possibility of being saved, offered to all men. Created by God and demonstrated by Jesus Christ. Wow. That's what salvation is, mm-hmm. and Jesus Christ has left a legacy here for us to follow.
1: Yes.
2: Not through denominations, not through tradition, like I said, religion, self righteousness, not through human reasoning, or this group over here saying, "Well, we got it going on." No, through no, the Word no. of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Good, good up.
2: Word yeah. of it's huh? You, you
4: got you to gotta hear him first. You hear him then, no matter about your good upbringing and where you came from or nothing like that. There. Well,
2: like I said, about the, the rich young ruler, amen, it ain't got nothing to do with whether you were born with a long hammer spoon in your mouth or whether you were born in poverty. When the call to salvation comes, how are you going to answer? Can you answer? Mm-hmm. Ah, mm. oh God, I love you, Jesus. See, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, cause see, God doesn't. God said He'll take the foolish things of this world and confound the wise.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Take the weaker things, Amen, mm-hmm. to confuse the mighty, to make the mighty. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what walk of life I come from or what status I'll say that I was reared with. The thing is, I'm in this race now. And I'm in this race to see what my end is going to be. My past, my past don't mean anything to me. How I was brought up don't mean anything. Because the the word of the Lord says, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. Amen. Amen. Behold, all things have become new. So it doesn't matter where I come from, it's where I'm going at this point. Amen. Amen. Acts 2 and 21 says, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we're getting ready to close here. But so we have a destiny. Our destiny is our end. Our destiny is a divine decree that's been set on the inside of us by God. And only God is the one that can bring forth that destiny. Only God is the one. He uses man, he uses men and women, amen, to be a part of our lives at some point or another in our faith, in our walk in Him. But the destiny, it, it belongs to him because he's the one that set it inside of us. We're destined to fulfill the appointed, designated purpose in order to see our end in him. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 16 and 7 says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. This first starts with you. It first starts in you. Because, see, you are your worst enemy. It ain't your neighbor. It's not your wife. It's not your husband. It's not your children. It's you. That beast is on the inside of you until you can get that thing up out of you through the word of God. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 14 and 12 says there is a way which seemeth right unto men, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And I'm gonna close here. This path is a path along with that brings in tradition, religion, and self righteousness. And then the most and most believers, believe it or not, are treading in this category. They're running the race in tradition. They're running it in religion and self-righteousness. And their end end could be very destructive, and they don't even know it because they're really not believing the word of God. Mm -hmm. They're going by word of mouth. They're going by something they said they inherited from somebody Mm -hmm. other than Christ Jesus. A way that seems right, a way that feels good to my will, my flesh way that, that, that human reasoning can, can, you know, cater to me and tell me what it is I want to hear so I can feel good about my wrong, I can feel good about my dislikes, I can feel good about my disobedience. This is the way that will keep you spiritually dead.
1: This is the way. And it's not God's way.
2: Praise
1: the Lord. Praise the Lord.
2: Amen. I thought
4: everybody had left and it got solid. Amen. 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 But we're get we
2: ready
3: to close. Amen. We ain't trying to lose nobody. Amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. We ain't trying
2: amen. to
3: lose. Amen.
2: We love I you just, all. Excuse but, me. I, I, excuse
4: me. I want to know if I can say something because I'm sitting here and I'm listening to the word. And everything you are uh, bringing forth tonight, it have touched me to my heart, right to my soul, because I was Praise going you. through some things, and like you say, when you're in this race, you got to endure it to the last. I might stumble, I might fall, I might have to walk, like you say, but sometimes I might get so down... But I got to be still willing to crawl because if I learn how to crawl, I learn how to hydroplane to get back up on my feet to start running again. Amen. And, and and it just just so touching to my soul because I sit down and things bother me so bad. But now you know I got to understand this word better. I'm my own enemy because I'm I'm listening to what these people say. So when I listen to them, I'm taking it in. And I okay. got to get to a place, and I need prayer to well. I don't let things bother me, and I'll be able to finish my race to the end so I can endure it to the end.
3: Amen. Jesus. Amen.
2: Amen, amen. Amen. hmm mm-hmm. So are you asking for prayer, or, or, or you just... Yes, ma'am. I'm i I'm praying for myself, and I'm asking for
4: the faith to pray and uplift me as well to... I, can, I need, I'm praying for myself to get the strength that I need within my oneself cause like, like the brother said, no matter what one must do for you, you must be willing to do for yourself and believe wholeheartedly for
2: your oneself in order to move out of that spot that you're standing in. That's true. That's true. That's true.
3: Amen. Pastor, could I share something with the sister there?
2: Yes. Go ahead. Elv.
3: Amen. 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 You say that 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 you're you're receiving those things that the people are saying about you. Amen, sis. I just want to share that that wherever the enemy or wherever people find you, that's where they will keep coming to look for you. You must get off mm-hmm. of that level. You must Amen. get off that level. Therefore, when they come to look for you again, when the enemy comes to look for you, you're no longer there, mm-hmm. and what he say and do no longer bother you. Amen, We continue to hurt Hallelujah. because we stay in the same place. You must Amen. go higher. You must go higher. Amen. You Amen. must go higher. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Thank you for
4: like that you. word of encouragement, sister.
3: Sounds like a-
2: but in your response in your response, then it, it, since we're talking about a race and we're likening everything our salvation to the race then that means you're standing still to come up higher means you're standing still, you're not even running you're not Amen. even running. you're just walking okay. time and you're watching Must move. people by you. yes. you're, watching, yes. you're to people on the sidelines yes. in other yes. words, your focus yes. is not on Christ Jesus, but Amen. your focus on what's going on around you. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. You need to be Same. able to
2: change your focuses. Yes. You need to be able to put your eyes on the prize. The prize is Christ Jesus in yes. your eyes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All of our yes. yes. The, prize, the prize, you got to be able to, amen, as Paul says, how did he say in that scripture about Forgetting those things that are behind me. Also, mm-hmm. you
4: forget about those things that
2: are on the side of you also.
3: See, you got to
2: forget about you. You got to forget holy, about holy. what causes you to do this and do holy. that. See, you got to forget you because, see, you when you put yourself as a, as a, as a priority before Christ Jesus and then you try to mm. label it with human reasoning by saying, hey, God, you know my heart. No, no, yes, no, yes. no. See, the word of God comes to get rid of self. Yes. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: We got to get rid of ourselves, see, in order for the word of God to come in to focus, in order for Mm -hmm. the word of God to come in and cause us to run this race that we need to run. Because, see, if we run, we're being changed. As mm-hmm. we run, we're focusing on life, eternal yeah. life. As we're running, we're becoming strong in the Lord and in the power of His might.
3: Yeah.
2: As long as you're concerned about you and mm-hmm. everything that's going on with you, mm-hmm. see, you're never going to be able to run this race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you said, even if you have to crawl, but see, when even when you're crawling, well, who are you looking to? What are All you right. looking? you got to be able to stay focused on Christ Jesus. See, we lose focus. when we lose focus, then that's when we begin to see everything that's going on around us. Amen, yes.
3: amen,
2: amen. So take yes. the word of God and allow the word of God to become that mirror image that you need. Because, see, when God, as God begins to clean you, to, you know, clean you up and perfect you in his will... You won't see nothing else, trust me. You won't mm-hmm. see nothing else. Because, see, you'll be so concerned and, and obligated and thankful with so much gratitude to God the Father through his words for cleaning you up that what somebody else called you or what somebody else thought about you or what somebody remembered about matter. you won't even matter. You will run be right. You'll begin to run this race with patience then. You'll run it in peace. You'll run it in love. Amen. Beginning to wear the character of Christ Jesus. Glory. I tell you, this thing is real. That's why I said people people need to really understand what you've entered into when you entered the call to salvation. This is not man-made. I don't care what man has caused it to look like. It's not man-made. Amen. Amen. It's not man made. And we have to stay focused because when we lose focus, that's where that's the enemy's playground. Yes, Amen. yes. That's his playground and we have just invited ourselves to his playground.
3: Mm-mm-mm.
2: You got to know. You got to know what you're doing. You got to Know why you're doing what you do. Because, see, when the way is easy and everything is going good, the money is flowing, all my bills are paid, everybody smiling and grinning in my face, I'm so-called happy, I feel good in my body, da, 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 da. Like I said in the very beginning, you got all of that going on, and if the devil ain't trying to reap havoc in your life, you better find out what's going on. Cause you might not be in this race after all. Amen. Amen. Are there any more comments or questions? Amen. We love you all and we, we try not to keep you on here no more than an hour, but I tell you when the word is just good, it's just good. Amen. And when, and when the people when the people on the lines that's hearing want to open up because see faith comes by hearing. And in order Mm -hmm. to be able to move from the position that you're in or the position that's holding you, you've got to be able to open your mouth. See, there's no shame in Christ Jesus.
3: Amen.
2: All of us are being delivered from something, or we have Mm -hmm. been delivered from what you're talking about at some point or another. Amen. We draw strength from one another. That's where our strength comes in at. That's why it teaches us we overcome. By the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. The blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. We draw strength from one another. But if we are ashamed of what we're going through, and if we feel like this ain't nobody's business but mine, then we're not being the witness that God has called us to be. Mm -hmm. Even in this case, we got to be able to witness and let people know of the goodness of Christ Jesus in our lives. Mm-hmm. Amen.
1: Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Sister um, sister, uh, um, sister, Evans, are you on here?
3: Yes, ma'am, I am.
2: Amen. How are you today?
3: I am blessed.
1: Amen. I've had a,
3: I've had a day, but I'm going to keep on moving. I'm going to keep
2: on fighting. I'm going to keep on standing.
1: <laughs> Amen. God Amen. gave
3: me it, strength.
2: Amen. Amen. Well, strengthen yourself and strengthen us by closing us out in prayer. Amen. Amen. Right. Amen.
3: Father God, we come here tonight to humbly thank you. To say that you are the greatest. You are everything. You are truly the Alpha and the Omega. You are truly the author and the finisher of our faith. God, yeah. we all need conviction in our life, God, so that we don't stand still and we don't be stagnant in fighting this fight and running this race. As the people have said on the line tonight, it don't matter where we start it don't, as long as we finish
2: and we're going to finish in your name. Sweet yes. Jesus. Amen. Amen.
3: Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: We, love, we love you all and if you can, join us in our men study tomorrow night on Thursday. Amen. If the Lord permits, and we thank God for you all. Good night.
1: Bye. Good night. Thank God for you all. Good night. Good night.